And so um, I love Hazel, Sister Hazel. I love Hazel. She says, I call her a ball of love. And so, <laughs> and so it's just great to be here. So one of the things I love, we live in Los Angeles. So many things has happened. God has done amazing things within this city. And um, one of the things that happened was Azusa Street, not too far from here. And I love William Seymour. Um, I would read some of the accounts. And this denomination, as well as so many other Pentecostal denominations, started right down the street, off of Azusa Street. And one of the things he would do, he knew the truth that God had more, that the Holy Spirit was able to empower. And even though he hadn't received his spiritual language yet, but he would cry out and say, God, I know you're able. He would pray out. He would speak truth with the expectation, even though I don't have it yet, I will receive. And so there were a people that haven't experienced all the fullness of what scriptures say, but they were standing on it and believing in it, believing for it. And so then God honored that. So one of the things I love when they would have their meetings, the people in the congregation would pray for the speaker and say, God, may your word be heard. So would you do me a favor? You could speak with your mouth and ask the Lord for his word to be heard. Okay, come on, y'all, please. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. So, and that's the beauty of it. We don't have to be the strongest person in the room. We don't have to have it all together. We don't have to be the person with all the talent, all the skill. Yes. But we are called to be the person to lean on God. To say, God, I need you. God, without you, I can't do this. And that's what he's created us for, to lean on him. I was listening to a little clip from Ron Hart Bunky this morning. He was one of a revivalist, just recently passed away. Millions of people have came to the Lord. I think it's well over 40 million people. And in, in some of his, um, his um, crusades, at one point, over a million in one setting came to the Lord. And he said that statement. He said, God created us to be power assisted. God knows we can't do it ourselves. And so he leaned into the one that had the power. And as a result of leaning into the one that had the power, God was able to do things that went beyond what he could have ever asked or even think. So I'm just going to be talking to you. Like, when it comes down to this preaching thing, I'm like, okay, let me just study the Bible and see what comes out. <laughs> so, I love the beginning. My heart, it just sort of like always keep going back to the beginning. And um, in Genesis, it says, 
in the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light and was good. And God separated light from darkness. And then all of a sudden, I was like, okay, let's go to the New Testament. John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God, and he was in the beginning with God. And all things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. And in him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness has not overcome it because the light overcame darkness. And so as I was thinking about both of these passages in scripture, God is not intimidated by the emptiness, the void in people or places. He's not moved by lack or when there's nothing in place that resembles his intention. He's not afraid of brokenness or deep darkness. I know sometimes when we're going through things, sometimes you can feel like the only one. Like people don't understand. It's so hard. You don't understand what I'm going through. Or you may be in a situation where it feels so dark and you feel so alone. But God is the God that was even there when there was deep darkness. And I love how the scripture says in the New Testament, he said that in him, the word Jesus, was life and the life was the light of men. And he overcame the darkness. So that's the start. We have the situation where God, he was there from the beginning. He was with us from the beginning. The very first action of God in scripture, he spoke his word. And when he spoke his word out, we heard it. He looked at the void, he looked at the emptiness, he looked at the darkness, but he knew that his word can cut right through it. He knew that his word can establish what was not and all of a sudden form what his intention is. He recognized, he had no doubt of the power of his word. So, he created man. It says in scripture that we were created in his image. And I believe part of that was it's deep calls out to deep. We are spirits was created in his image. We are a spiritual being. But then God took his hands and he formed man creation he spoke out but then 
the spirit, and he formed man. And then he declared his word over man. And the, all of a sudden, everything in creation listened. And as a result of the word of the Lord, he said, be fruitful and multiply. So you, we were created in this image. He put his hand, his touch on it, his breath on it, on us. And then he put his word. Then we look at the enemy. He enters the scene. The first act of God was to speak. The first act of the enemy, he spoke. And he spoke. His intention was to undermine the word of God. Undermine relationship. Undermine, is God for you? And how did he do it? Through questioning. And the questioning produced doubt. The questioning produced unbelief. I mean, I know I've been there. You hear a word of the Lord. Did God really say that? You hear a word of the Lord. Did God really mean that? You hear a word of the Lord and he's like, God, I don't want to come across foolish. Am I believing, you know, what you said? And that's what Eve experienced. The questioning, the undermining, the different things that all of a sudden, the word of the Lord, that all of a sudden when he spoke, everything in earth says, they bowed down and said, I'm going to come in line. Seas was parted. Stars were put in its place. And then now you have this situation where now there's doubt and unbelief. Do I receive the word of the Lord? And so as I started to think about this, this is from the beginning. This is something we deal with today. And I started to think about because of what man did in the beginning, it caused a separation. But again, God's not afraid of what's empty. God is not afraid of what's void. God is not afraid of what's in, that seems so dark and impossible. God is not afraid. Because he recognized all he has to do is send his word. And so he spoke out his word in the beginning. And then we see in the New Testament, he sent his word, Jesus. And he's still sending his word today. So he sent his word. And we see throughout scripture, Hebrews and we can go throughout Hebrews. It's the story of faith. It's the story of how men and women just believed God. And sometimes it didn't make sense. A lot of times it didn't make sense. But they took a hold of his word and say, you know what? I'm going to do what you say. I'm going to follow what you say. 
And then all of a sudden, we see stories like Noah. We see stories like, you know, David and Goliath. We see stories like Jericho and the walls falling down. We see all these different things in accounts in scripture. Because all of a sudden, they heard the word of the Lord. They took the word of the Lord. And then they said, you know what? I'm going to walk this out. I'm going to be obedient to the word of the Lord. And I don't understand. It doesn't make sense. But God, help me. Because unless you assist me, I can't do this in my own strength. And then all of a sudden, what seems impossible with man, all of a sudden became possible when man partnered with God. So let's go to John, John 13. We're going to park there. And um, I'm going to go at the end where 12 is. John 12, we see Jesus, in scripture it says 12, 49 through 50. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me gave me a command and what I should say and what I should speak. I know that his command is everlasting life. Therefore, whatever I speak, just as the Father has told me, so I speak. And so we see the word manifested in flesh, saying, you know what? I'm not going to speak a thing. What, what I'm saying, what I'm doing, is because that's what I'm seeing the Father say. That's what I'm seeing the Father doing. And I'm paying attention. And that's what I'm being obedient to. I love that because if you look at in the beginning in Genesis, you see the will of the Father. You see the word being released, let there be light. And you see the Holy Spirit hovering over the waters, over the deep places. And this is how I see it. All of a sudden, the will of the Father is saying, you know what? It's, it's only darkness. But you know what? I want light to overcome the darkness. So I speak, let there be light. The will of the Father. The word was released. Everybody said the word was released. The word was released. And then when the word was released, the spirit of God came and manifested the word, established the word, put the word, what was not became by the Holy Spirit. And so we see the situation where Jesus, he's saying, you know what? I chose to pour out, to empty myself of my deity. And I chose to step in and say, you know what? I'm going to be a sacrifice, a sacrifice for us. I'm going to show, I'm going to be an example for us. I'm going to show you how to live spirit-filled living. So I'm going to do what I see the Father's doing. I'm going to speak what I'm seeing the Father speak. 
And then all of a sudden, you're going to see the kingdom established. The heart of God established. What was in darkness now brought into the marvelous light. What was not now became. What was dead now is alive. What couldn't hear, what couldn't see, now can see and hear. So, um, Courtney, just like go like this, because I forgot to look at the clock in the beginning. <laughs> just go like this. <laughs> or like this, you know. <laughs> but um but that's who he is. He knew we needed more. He knew we needed him. And so he brought himself, he inserted ourselves into our world so that we can have him. And then, you know what he said? I'm going to give you another helper. The Holy Spirit. He said, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Everybody say forever. Forever. That feels good. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Um, but like forever, I started thinking about this whole thing of speaking the word, declaring the word, and, um, I started to think about when Jesus, in the beginning, well, when Jesus went into the wilderness and the enemy was tempting him, and he started asking questions. The same thing he did to Eve, saying, did God? The same thing to cause doubt, to cause unbelief, he did it to Eve. I mean, he did, now he's now doing it to Jesus, what he did to Eve. But then Jesus said, it is written. Yes. And he would declare the word. Amen. And I started to think, because I was a part of a prayer group. And at first, we was like praying, and at for the, in the beginning, I was the only one praying because everybody was afraid to pray out loud. <laughs> and it was only because they never done it before. Like, they prayed in their head, but they didn't know how to, they didn't feel comfortable yet with praying out loud. And so, little by little, people started praying out loud to the point that they was like, hey, I can do this whole thing, praying out loud, give me a mic, you know? <laughs> and so... So, you know, and they got to that place. I think sometimes when you get bullied, until you learn how to stand up for yourself, it can be sort of scary. And so you just sort of like back away, like, I don't know if I want to deal with this. I don't know if I want to go there. But I'm going to bring another evangelist, old school. Back in the day, his name was Smith Wigglesworth. This man was known. God used him to raise people from the dead. 
all kinds of crazy, amazing miracles. But he just believed God. He just believed God. And one of the things that he did was he read the word out loud. And I was just thinking about that because I was like, he had the practice of saying the word out loud. And then not only had the practice, because he believed, the reason why he did it, he read in scripture that says hearing comes by the word of God. You know, he's, okay, faith comes by hearing. And hearing comes by the word of God. And so when he read that, he said, oh, so if I want to increase my faith, not, I don't know if he knew that he was going to be raised in the dead. I didn't know, I don't know if he knew that he was going to be like all kinds of condition. God was going to use him. And, but he just did that. Yes. And so it makes sense that maybe sometimes, you know, like if I said, you know, girl, I love your blonde hair. I mean, that blonde hair is just amazing on you. You just look so good. You're like, what are you talking about? This is not blonde. There's nothing blonde about it. You know, no, girl, I love your blonde hair. And just your freckles, oh. And you're like, you know what, you have some issues. You know, like, I don't know who you are, but you know what, won't you just go back where you came from? And so, and I was like, okay. So that's not an issue for us. But then all of a sudden, God says, you know what, I want to do greater mighty things in your life. What I said, no man can take away. And all of a sudden, you know, like, man, this is a hard season. Blah, 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 blah. But then the thing is, if you have the practice, and I'm, and I'm talking about, okay, maybe I should say if I have the practice. <laughs> if we all have the practice. Because it's not just like you, it's me too. It's like this is, we're, we're growing in faith together. We all need it. But it's like, all of a sudden, he's like, okay, I'm going to grab a hold of this word. And it says, you know what? I have a plan for you. You have a plan for me, Lord. You have a future for me. Amen. Amen. Not what I see today, because this is the present, but there's a future. Amen. And you have a future for me. Yes. Uh, you know what? You said all things are going to work together for good, which means good is your good intentions, yes. your purposes for my life. Yes. So when all of a sudden the enemy starts saying kind of stuff, because you have the practice, I'm thinking it might be easier to come and say, you know what? Okay, no, I heard that, but I already know because I've been saying it. I already know because I've been hearing it. I already know because it's ingrained in me, just like, you know, my hair is not blonde or my hair is not green. You know what I'm saying? Just, just like that, I already know that. I know God is for me. So, I, sh I gave a scripture what this today was supposed to be about, which I haven't read. So, so let's just go through the scripture. <laughs> okay, so Jesus already said he only speak and do and what he saw the Father do. And so now, this is right before he's about to die. Give his life. Give his life so that we can live. Give his life so that we can walk in power. But is he going to stay dead? What's the answer to that? No. No. Because he's a living God. He's a living God. He's a resurrected God. And just like he has resurrected 
us from things, he is a resurrected God. So let's talk, go back. <laughs> so before he gave his life, he's, you know, put a towel around himself and he's decided, he was like, I'm going to wash the disciples' feet. And all of a sudden, you know, to wash the feet of someone at that time, I mean, the lowest of the lowest, you know, servant would do that. Like, that was the job that nobody wanted. I mean, people's feet was dirty. Nobody wanted to touch anybody's feet. You know what I'm saying? And so, but you know what? Jesus said, you know what? I'm going to do this. He took, the, he took the lowest role in saying, I'm serving you. And all of a sudden, Peter came. And when Jesus was about to do this, Peter said, no, I'm not going to let you do this because you're, you know what I mean, you're my pastor. You're the person that I, my teacher, you're my leader. You're the person I listen to. You're the person I respect. No, you know what? He probably was thinking, I'll wash your feet. I'm not going to wash those other guys' feet, but I'll wash your feet. And Jesus said to him, if you don't let me do this, you will have no part. You won't have a share in what I'm doing. And I was thinking, was, you know, of course, Peter, you know, he always backtracks and said, oh, yeah, Lord, you can wash my feet, you can wash my hair, you can wash my body. And Jesus was like, no, you took a bath. Let's just handle this. Because he said, I want to give you something right now. Sometimes in our life we feel like, God, not me. And God's saying, there's a part I want to give you. Let me pour it in. And sometimes you feel like God's saying, you know what? I want to do this in your life. Let me pour inside what I want to pour in. Let me give what I want to give. Let me do what I want to do. Let me cleanse what I want to cleanse. And he recognized, he said, because you know what? When I do something, he said, when I do something, I do something good. When I do something, I do something completely. I don't do something half. And what I want to do in your life is not a half work, but it's a full work, a complete work. So you can share. So just like we saw throughout all of scripture, when the word spoke, all of a sudden the goodness of the Lord is established and things get into place. And so he was like, I want my goodness to be on your life in the land of the living. So let me pour. Let me cleanse. Let me do. Let me establish. Let me love on you. So God loves you. And he wants us to receive his word. And as we receive, as we receive, as we receive, as we receive, as we receive what he's doing, then all of a sudden we partner with him and we start saying, okay, God, I'm going to believe you. You know what? Okay, God, I'm going to do what you said to do here. And then all of a sudden when we start doing and saying and doing, all of a sudden what was impossible with men became possible as we partner with who? God. Amen. So, 
I guess what I told my little, I'll go ahead and read this, what the initial thing I wrote about um, for today. And um, the God who put the stars in its place spoke life into existence, values relationships. I mean, he valued relationships so much that he gave it all so that he can be in relationship with us. Throughout scripture, God displays love in action. Again, he gave it all. As he establishes, strengthens, restores his relationship with me and you. Yes. So, I have a favor. We're not going to do the song long. But one of the things is to help increase our faith, strengthen our faith. He's given us, first of all, testimony. So he said, remember the story. Remember what I've done in your life in the past. Sometimes you have to go back and say, okay, God, you did this. So I'm going to trust you. And then if you don't have somebody, you don't have your own story, then you take somebody else's story and say, God, you did this for so-and-so. So then I trust you to do this for me. You showed up for so-and-so, and so I trust you to show up for me. Okay. The other thing that he's given us, he's given us the communion table. And again, the communion table is something for us to say. You know what, God? You have given me your body. You have given me your blood. You have made covenant, and you're committed to covenant. Yes. And so I receive all that you have given and all that you have established. And I say yes and amen. And saying yes, God, it can be established in me. And he's given us worship. Scripture says, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Exalt his name forever. Worship all of a sudden when you're in a place where life feels so big and circumstances feel so big. But then all of a sudden, God's word, you go into worship and it's like he's become bigger. And he becomes bigger. And he becomes bigger. And he becomes bigger. And he's bigger than the circumstance. And then all of a sudden, you get a little something in your step and you're saying, God, you're able. God, you're able. So, let's go ahead and say Waymaker, okay? Because the thing is, think about the situation. I don't want you just to say it, just to say it. But I want you to think about a circumstance, a situation, and just start declaring over the situation. You can just put it before you and put it before the Lord and say, God, you are a Waymaker. Okay? Amen.